I'm Ryan Walters, that other podcast host that you hate the most, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. Thank you, Walters. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, The Garlic Johnson, and we are joined, as always, by your other lovely hostess, The Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks out there. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> It's Tuesday night, 8 p.m., September 27th, 2022, Podcast 110. Um, We're happy everyone's here. We're happy everyone's listening either now live at the time or, you know, live also at the later time. The words are hard. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we got the Discord. We got the anchor.fm slash hoodpod slash messages if you want to leave a voicemail. Uh, Segment start times are always down in the description below. We'd like to thank at Levi Ogie Illustration on Instagram for all the beautiful art pieces that people can still see. Made him do a lot of work last year that we haven't really used much of, but he's still a beautiful man. uh, How dare you? you. That's an amazing (laughs) wallpaper. We have it up in Asher's room. Dude, that sounds like a very expensive wallpaper to print. Did you print it in high res or you just draw it with crayon or you know I can't handle crayons. Jeez. <laughs> Not after um, last time. <laughs> but uh no, we um we kinda traced it. Oh, okay. So I held the computer up to the wall and then I just <laughs> traced it. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> So were you just tracing on your computer screen, just to be clear? Maybe. Hang on here. (laughs) Wait a gosh. Wait a second. second. I don't know. I've had my eyes closed for about three years now. Okay, well, uh, I was gonna ask how you doing, Josh. Is your I don't know how how recent this wallpaper stencil job was, but do you need a new surface at this point? Are you just realizing it, or how how you doing? Darn. That was for Walters because he always likes that noise, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's surface is fine. It's a pretty durable pro- object, so I still get my 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 soaps when I'm uh, in there uh, taking a bubbly bath at night. What are your favorite soaps? Dove, Irish Spring, <laughs> um, Old Spice. You know the usual. <laughs> I use a bit machine today or what? You're just really feeling the energy. It's really flowing. Yeah. How are you, Gar? <laughs> I'm doing good, Josh. Today's actually a good day. Uh, we had um, we had some leftover pizza for lunch, which is always scrum diddly. And uh, we uh, so I've, I've you know I play Pathfinder. I play D and D. And we had just like I'd been playing in a Halo game for like three years, and the Halo game ended like two and a half weeks ago, and then so just last last night and then into today we're starting a new like Zelda based Pathfinder game, which I've never played Zelda, but but just actually going through the character creation process again, like I haven't created a Pathfinder character in like at least two and a half years, so it's just like that that be, you know that feeling of freshness, that feeling of beginning, the like you know literally quote unquote not to be cliche or cheesy or gross, but like. That sense of new adventure, knowing I'm like I'm starting out as this new character going into this new world, is actually pretty dope. So I'm feel I'm pretty hyped about that. I won't get, won't probably start playing the game for like another month if I had to guess, but just the whole brand new character creation process is actually really fucking fun. So I'm I'm hyped, dude. It's been a good good 24 hours. Is my uh, level one midget troll ogre um, that specializes in herbal magic going to be allowed in this one? I don't see why not. All right. Perfect. Hit me up. Uh, Go ahead. 
Not that I thought I was gonna cough. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's get into let's get into Gar's Grinder then before you hack up along. Uh, Gar's Grinder this week. I know I was anyone who listened to the Saturday morning show was talking up a big game for David Montgomery. Obviously, poor bastard gets hurt after three carries, which is uh, a rip. But this next. This Gar's Grinder is going to prove to you that the opportunity was there. The Bears' rushing attack was dominant. This week's Gar Grinder has to be Khalil Herbert. 20 rushing attempts for 157 yards and two tuds. That's good for at least 27.7 fantasy points or more, depending on your scoring systems. Or I think he had like 12 receiving yards, so just a little bit more than that, plus the receptions if those count. Anyways, Bears win over the Texans 23-20. Khalil Herbert absolutely dominating that Texans... Um, linebacker group d-line secondary anyone he was running through or running past love to see it for khalil herbert josh i don't know if you got any glimpses of the game or saw any highlights khalil herbert's a guy but i feel confident david montgomery would have had the same success uh where he would, would have he been in the game yeah i mean you're probably not wrong um david montgomery is is i mean he was one of those guys where his coming out party was like halloween one year um and so, uh, Khalil Herbert, he's, he's, I kind of look at them as the Zeke and Pollard of the NFC North, where, you know, Khalil Herbert has a little bit more uh, pep in his step, and her, um, Montgomery's a little bit more of a bruiser. Um, so, that's going to be kind of how I look at those two. Um, and so, Khalil Herbert is going to be somebody that gets more opportunities. I had told Nikita to draft him in, like, round, like, near the end, 11 or so. Um, but then, uh, I believe Jesse sniped him. Ooh, and then dropped okay. him. I mean, not not that the Kina really fucks and fucking needs him. We'll get into that in a little bit. But hoofta, can you imagine? I don't want to. <laughs> all right, but anyways, week three's Gar's grinder was Khalil Herbert, um, and that's all I have to say about that. So, Josh, with that, we can go ahead and hop into the rant and the rave section. And uh, I, my first little bullet point here, uh, I'm not sure if I should rant or if I should rave. Are the Eagles really that good? Like, obviously, Eagles dominated the Vikings. I'm not trying to minimize them. But looking, you know, looking in hindsight, it looks like the Jalen Hurts-led Eagles have beaten maybe the three of the the worst defenses in the league between the Lions, the Vikings, and the Commanders. So I understand Jalen oh Hurts is absolutely blowing the doors off of, um, absolutely blowing the doors off of these bad defenses. Do we think the same production level will, you know, hold up once they actually play a good defense? Though so I'm not saying the Eagles aren't playoff bound. I'm not saying they're not a good team at their core, but are they maybe overinflated based on their first three opponents? You know, that's I saw that and I was like, I don't know if I should rant or rave about that either. Um, but you know, it, anything could happen. I mean, you look at teams that start off hot and how they they can falter quick, kind of like the Cardinals last year. They were seven and zero, and then the injury depleted Packers come in and just take take away their undefeated run, and um, and then Cod comes out and then they you know fall off the face of the earth. Um, and then a couple years ago, like you said, uh, the um, Panthers last year, the Broncos a few years ago, um, and then um, the Vikings were five and zero one year, I believe, and they faltered. That, that was the um, fat cats get slaughtered. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a five and zero start. That was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, yeah, anything can happen. Obviously, they're playing lights out, so they're definitely a guy, a, a team to keep your eye on. I think that uh, uh, the goofball that's head coach is going to be doing just fine. Nick Sirianni. Um, <laughs> yeah, but their defense is really good. Um, because they, they obviously played some pretty good offenses um, other than the commies. But, uh, One of the I mean, best the Vikings, old lines in football as well. 
Yeah, uh, the Vikings uh, didn't do anything against them, um, though they struggled against the Lions last week, and the Lions and the Eagles put up 35 against each other, or 30-plus against each other, so I don't know. It's just a wacky and crazy game, Gar. Right, like, I, again, I'm not trying, I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm minimizing the Eagles, because that's not the case, um, but it's just like, like, like last year, I think it was the Darnold-led Panthers were 3-0, and and people were like, the Panthers might be a team, and then I, le- I legitimately don't remember if it was last year or if it was two years ago, but there was that year the Broncos started 3-0 with Te- when Teddy B was their starter, and people were like, I think the Panthers are a fucking team. I think the Panthers are some guys. And then, uh, you know, then ever, you know, and then the pendulum swept back, and, uh, you know, they ended up being garbage. So I'm not saying the Eagles will be garbage, but are they really going to be an undefeated team? No. But are they a 13-4 and team, a 14-3 and team, or are they more like a 10-7 and team? That's kind of what I'm what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. And I don't know. I mean, good for the Eagles, good for them. Who knows? But I'm just not sure if I should be raving about how fucking good they are if I should be ranting about how the hype is out of control because they've played three absolute garbage defenses. I can't decide. But, um, yeah, though that's that's a rant slash rave. I'm not sure how to feel. An emotionally unstable um, little piece. But um, otherwise, some rants here, Josh. A lot of these people happen to be on my team in the redraft league, so if the list looks familiar, um, you know, don't, uh, don't call me out. But who do we think is dead in fantasy as a bit of a rant here? Is Darnell Mooney dead? Is Allen Robinson? Yep. dead austin eckler yep. elijah moore maybe yep. I- anyone f- i fucking drafted not dj moore alvin kamara like who is dead um 99 of first round draft picks are probably dead and gone i don't think any of the running backs were, that were drafted in the top 10 are currently in the top 10 for points um other than nick chubb probably um and so it is just an absolute bonkers situation this year um i was just kind of trying to look and fact check that like Saquon Barkley in our league is running back number one, and he was not drafted running back number one. Okay. And then we obviously, obviously, anybody who knows anything about football would have predicted Jamal Williams as a top 10 in the, as RB8 in PPR. He's, so he's, he's, you know, um, everybody with the brain would have known that because he's the starter in a high powered Lions offense. So it is, yeah, um, it's been crazy. Um, Travis Etienne is currently um, outscoring Zeke Elliott. Um, just wanted to point that out just because, you know, I'm still going to go on that Zeke train of hatred for <laughs> I a while. I don't know why you can't just help yourself, dude. He's gonna, Zeke's going to end an RB1, and James Robinson isn't. I hate to tell you. Well, uh, James Robinson, I didn't even talk about him. I said Travis Etienne. James Robinson is oh, going to – What's higher than – RB1 is it RB0 because that's what James Robinson is I mean I did see okay so we're talking about all the are these players dead or this and that what are the stats I did see a little a stat today on Reddit I wish I would have screenshotted it so I had the exact thing but um I saw that James Robinson from like everyone who like all right Robin season is back or Robin one season is back I saw that like two-thirds of his carries go for two yards or less so the volume is there but they're like highly inefficient so I mean that's one thing to note is James Robinson's inefficiency gonna hurt the numbers or hurt the you know opportunity later down the road just because two-thirds of your carries going for two yards or less that's rough um but then another thing we're talking about all are all these players dead. Um, remind I saw a little in the fantasy football subreddit. I saw a reminder at this point last year. Jonathan Taylor had 42 carries for 171 yards, eight catches for 70 yards, and zero total touchdowns. So. I mean, Jonathan Taylor obviously was drafted first overall in almost any any fantasy league that wasn't like a super flex get out, and so you know there that little stat is like, hey. 
Jonathan Taylor didn't turn it on until later. So it's not necessarily doom and gloom yet, but some of these guys, it's like, at what point do you drop them? Yesterday. <laughs> I guess so. No, I mean, yeah, there's like, it's just crazy. Like the, the, the amount of players and just the number of like, um, up and down games people are having. It's it's ridiculous this season. Obviously, you know, Kamara's banged up. Eckler, no, he's not banged up. A-Rob is, he's just gone. I don't know what they're doing. Um, Darnell Mooney is in the Bears offense, so that should be a telltale sign to drop him anyways. They have like, uh, the only what, pe- 20 completions over three games or something nuts like that. Yeah, and they're two and one. It just makes <laughs> zero sense. Like they, they have the most three and outs, I think, in your thing by like a long shot. It's yeah. literally a cliff to get to second place <laughs> when you look at that drop off, and they're still two and one, tied for first in the division. I don't know. They're they're probably that team that tries to tank and just fails. The South Park uh, summer vacation episodes. Yep. All right. Uh, we probably should move on, but just very quick hit, Josh. Jags are they the real deal? They blew the doors off the Colts, who then just beat the Chiefs. They blew the doors off the Chargers, who we all thought would be good, but they look like they're the same old Chargers. Are the Jags the real deal? Yeah, Jags are going to go uh, on a run. Yeah, and that Trevor Lawrence in his hair is just going to flow right through everybody. Cooper Rush, is he a guy? Yeah, he's the starter for the Dallas Cowboys, and he's going to be through the next 10 years. <laughs> All right. that was. I mean, little- he's the only quarterback, only quarterback to have three fourth-quarter comebacks in his first three games, or, three, or in his last three starts. Yeah, I mean, everyone was obviously picking on the Vikings to be like, you lost to fucking Cooper Rush? Well, who's laughing now? Cooper Rush appears to be a guy, so I don't want to hear about it anymore. Um, But yeah, all right, that was the rant and rave bit. Let's move on here to the weekly recap, Josh, unless you had anything you want to rant or rave about. Well, I just got a quick one that I didn't put in the notes, but you okay. know, you keep talking about needing um, needing some sort of cigarette or some sort of reprieve <laughs> after winning games that are really close. Yeah, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna be able to fund an entire cardiologist to put like Ward. I if once we get into the grain of salt, I'll explain a little bit more. But my God, I've won two games in the Hidden Oaks League by less than a point two weeks in a row. <laughs> I am absolutely sweating bullets here every single week. I've already gotten my my losing speech prepared for next week, and then who knows on Monday night I'll get some sort of backwards touchdown butt fumble ruski <laughs> for twenty five and win. I don't know, but I won't complain about that. But these these cardiac arrest games are absolutely ruining my life. Yeah, they are de- they are literally detrimental to my health. I would love to see Jamie do some sort of medical minute on the literal heart conditions that you know sports fandom can give. But you sp- you talk about it, Josh. We talk about heart conditions. We talk about grains of salt. Bradley's ears perked up. Let's get into the weekly recap. Um, the grain of salt, Josh. How did you do in fantasy last week? Because I'm not even sure I want to talk about me. Yeah, I saw yours and I giggled just a little bit because Fuck even off. though I'm over here. Yesterday, I so I had to go in here and change a lot of these because yesterday I was one in four when I looked um, before the Monday night game. Somehow I won, so now I'm four and one in the games that I'm actually counting. Um, I did lose in a guillotine league, um, as you know, and most of the world because I went outside and screamed. I say it data live <laughs> in lo- another one, and then the league that I'm tanking in, I somehow won a game. So I just, you know, but that doesn't matter because points four is how we determine the uh, draft order, and I'm still 30 points below the next lowest. So suck it um but yeah so i i had a decent week overall the intellectual property of joshua allen mitchell bunker incorporated 79 53 overall for a 60 percent um and i'm 11 and 4 in the season for games that matter for a 73 percent 
good for you, Josh, I guess. Like, I've, like, at least specifically in the redraft league, I seem to be an every other year kind of guy. Like, I've, I've talked about how I've come in second three times or whatever it is, and that's usually an every other year type bit. Came in second last year, so I guess this is my year to just absolutely fucking stink. Um, but uh, in the leagues, I'm counting, not counting the guillotines. In week one, I went one and seven. I now went seven and one this week. It's absolutely depressing. Whoa, I'm, whoa, 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 whoa. What's up? You got it mixed up. You said you went one and seven in week one. Oh yeah, okay. No, I went one and seven this week. Went seven and one week one. So we have. What did you do this week? What's that? I, went I, one I couldn't and seven hear you. This, I went one and seven this week. You saw one bitch. win. Correct. Okay. One win, seven losses. Are you happy? Kinda. All right. Well, so it's straight, 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 uh, straight up. Heads up. I'm 11 and 13 on the year, so that's obviously below 500. And then uh, I'm still alive in the two guillotine leagues, which is something you can't say. But um, if I were to play against every opponent every week with the intellectual property of Josh Allen Bunker Incorporated, I would be 129 and 160. So that is, you know, f- betting four, 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 six, which is absolutely disgusting. There's only one league I'm good in, the BSB league. Shout out! I just beat the reigning champ Mika. I've been 10 and 1 in that league um all 3 weeks. Um but otherwise all my teams appear to be absolute garbage, especially in Brad's guillotine league. Um I am barely hanging on. And uh yeah, we'll talk about that in the worthy waiver section on what I might have to do here, but uh my fantasy season is not looking good, Josh. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting for the the the, the rug to come out from underneath mine. Uh, I can only get so lucky. Right. All right. Big depression. But yeah, Josh is doing all right in fantasy. I am doing absolute garbage. Um, you know, I, and I think in the BSB league, the champion gets like a hundred bucks or something. So like, I'm not saying I'm going to win, but in theory, if that was the only league I, league I have any chance of winning, I'll be like minus 270 bucks on the <laughs> fantasy year, which will be absolutely depressing. So we'll see how things turn out. But last year we were in the, we were in the black this year. looks like it's going to be heavy in the red year from a fantasy investment standpoint. Um, but it looks like, Josh, you have prepared the hood line, so I'll go ahead and run through the FanDuel top three here, and you can chime in if there's anything you want to point in. But um, FanDuel top three here, um, just to go through very quickly, the top three in fantasy points were Lamar Jackson with 40.4, Khalil Herbert with 29.9, and Jalen Hurts with 27.6. The top three values were Khalil Herbert with a five times value. Um, I don't who I don't know what the Mac Mac Hollins or. I don't know. Yep, what the f- Matt Collins. Matt Collins. 26.4 points for a, what is that, a nine times value? What order did you put these in? 4.9. Uh, oh, 4.9. Okay, so it's, yeah, 26 space, 4.9 times value. And then Lamar Jackson was a 4.7 times value. And then we have the top three weekly totals. Carmel Bear up top again somehow. He must be cheating. Um, 141.24. Glenn, aka Garbanzo Best being 122.3. And then Panic Man Walters, uh, 117.4. The leaderboard, we got Carmel. Carmel Bear up top, just as everyone predicted, at 396.04 through three weeks. Walters in second with 379.9. And then Derek in a distant third with 352.56. Though Derek is, was sniffing the leaderboard all year last year, so I'm sure that's a name we should uh, get comfortable with. But uh, Yeah, let, we can – okay, I'm sorry, but let's just go ahead and uh, disqualify Carmel because I'm looking at the lineup he put, and there's no way in hell he knew that Russell Gage would have a decent game, Chris Olave – Travis Kelly, Matt Collins was in his lineup with 26. Uh, Damian Pierce. So, yeah, he 
he pulled he went to he went to Vegas or some sort of studio and went, Mr. NFL, can you help me please? And so he's cheating. He could he could very well be. Um I will also say that um uh, the, I will say for Chris Olave, if anyone was paying attention to the stats, um, the Chris Olave breakout game was coming. I absolutely stole Chris Olave in JWoww's guillotine league. I got him for 33 bucks. People are going to end up regretting that if I go on a run here, but the Chris Olave breakout game was coming, so anyone who didn't know that is foolish. Just point it out there. If people, people who were paying attention knew the Chris Olave breakout game was coming. Same um, with Dobbs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, when every other receiver in front of you goes out, it's hard to not, not hard to not be successful. Um, but Josh, like I said, um, to get into it, it looks like you have prepared all the hood lines this week. Are you ready? We got rave reviews, literally multiple compliments on how good the hood lines were last week. So I said it was canceled. You brought it back. Do you think you're going to be able to live up to the hype that it seemed to get last week? Absolutely not. Nobody likes me, hates everything I do. So this is just to make sure that we officially get canceled. All right. Aaron uh, Rodgers style. All right. So I'll, I'll start the music for you here. Reminder, there's like a little bit of ramp up in the beginning. Like I'll, I'll, I'll read the segment name. I'll say Skybusters. I'll start the music. There'll be a good five, ten seconds or whatever it is of the music like hyping up. And then obviously you'll know when to go when the music gets really quiet. And you have about 45 seconds to get through them. Um, so I wish you all the best. But <clears throat> it is time for Hoodlines. Brought to us by Skybusters. Pew, pew, pew. There's no music. Oh, God. All right. Let's, uh, <coughs> could you imagine being that bad at your job? All right. Let's try this one more time. It's time for Hoodlines, brought to us by Skybusters. Old man known for breaking the sky teaches new father who the real daddy is. Initial launch of the Jefferson Starship looked promising, but the cardboard exterior has shown to deteriorate rapidly under high pressures. A homeless man with a cheese-shaped hat is seen screaming at nobody about trading for running backs that score points. Are the Dax Street Boys a one-hit wonder? Did more help actually arrive? And now for our finally, our main story tonight, in a battle of the little giants, the blonde mom's the blonde mom sips her cup of tea as a tiny dig, tiny cop digs his own grave. Thank you for tuning in to the Hoodlines. Brought to you by the side bet this week, 30-30 and thriving side bet winner, side bet Josh Allen with 30.7. You didn't have to get that one in there during the music. That's why I put it in italics so you wouldn't feel, um, uh, you know, pressure to rush it. How, how do you feel like your uh, performance went, Josh? Again, anytime you have, like, any sort of time, like, any sort of time restriction or barrier, you seem to struggle a bit. No personal offense, but. No, I didn't know that there was a time barrier. Um, I literally, I can't read, so <laughs> it was really hard to. <laughs> It was really hard to put the letters together to make words. Um, sure. But yeah, I mean, overall, I so I had written some of them down, and I was like, ah, I could probably add one or two more. And then, you know, as 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 I alluded to pre-pod before we got anything on the air, is I kind of forgot about a lot of things that I thought I said I was going to do before the show. Um, but oh well, I, I don't mind it. I, I was I was pretty happy about the the battle of the little giants, um, because uh, obviously Nikita is a little. Um, but she has the best team in the league 
at this point. And then T is little, and he is the second best team. So little giants, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, people probably didn't hear because the music get, does get loud at there at the end. The week three sideback winner, the sidebet was thirty flirty and thriving. Uh, Skybusters run that won that one with Josh Allen scoring thirty point seven. There's actually a lot of people closer to the thirty point margin than I thought there would be, and you could be over or under for the thirty flirty and thriving. So shout out to Brian. Not only does he have a dominant fantasy week, um, shooting himself back up the leaderboard, but uh, he gets himself a cool five bucks as well. So. My team's yeah, I mean, absolutely dead in that league, Josh. I'm depressed about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely uh, definitely mentioned you in there. But, um, yeah, our league, I don't know if you looked at the scores or anything, but half of the league games were determined by, like, less than five. The other half determined by 60. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty intense. Because um, I know mine and, uh, mine and Mr. Landvik were, was less than one. Um, I think Hammer's game was less than five. Uh, Nikita and T were like six or seven points apart, and that was up to you know it was all up to Pollard at the end um, last night. Um, and then I don't know, forget the other ones on there, but there was a few more that were close too. And then obviously you got uh, reamed, Brian reamed, and then uh, Jamie. Uh, Jamie got absolutely manhandled by her brother. That's uh, that's brutal. Um, yeah, let's just move on. I don't want to sit here and depress. We got, we got, we got to hit time here, Josh. Um, we'll move on here to the worthy waivers, and probably won't be a lengthy discussion today. Um, but I do. There's a couple things I want to throw off you. So obviously, Khalil Herbert. If he wasn't, he was probably owned in plenty of leagues. But if not, he's going to be owned in all of them after this. Um, Zay Jones might be another good waiver ad. Romeo Dobbs is probably owned in a lot of leagues. But if not, here he comes. Um, is there anyone you're excited looking for this week, Josh? Uh, who's uh, Craig Roberts or whatever his name is? In I was gonna say Craig Robinson, but that's the uh, that's the guy from Hot Tub Time Machine. Greg Dorch? Um, no, he's the wider. That's the wider. Craig Reynolds, the third, the third running back in uh, Detroit. Craig Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, just that doesn't sound like a football name. Um, so Craig Reynolds is probably somebody that's not added or not on there anybody's roster. He's worth an ad with Swift out. Uh, Williams has a great week, but he's de- he's most likely owned in all leagues. Um, I know I own him in one, so um, uh, Craig Reynolds is the guy to add if he's not on a team because he's going to get some touches. And yeah, uh, don't don't forget Justin Jackson also um, a running back for the uh, Detroit Lions. Just a just a fun fact. Obviously, we've seen Detroit Craig forgot. Reynolds. Um. <laughs> just just throwing it out there um but all right and then the reason i was asking you so much about the eagles before obviously you got chopped in one guillotine and then whoever got chopped in the other guillotine but jalen hurts was on both the teams that got chopped this week i am in precarious positions in both those guillotine leagues really um because i can't seem to set my lineup right how much money is jalen hurts worth in your mind really or what percentage of the fab because like that, he, currently he's a top, the top four overall in fantasy. I think quarterback number three off the top of my head. How much money is Jalen Hurts worth? Because if we think like quarterback three is obviously you want to get in on the ground floor on that, like that's a worthy investment. But do you believe he's going to stay the quarterback three, or will he fall down to like quarterback six, quarterback nine? In which case, he's not worth like four hundred bucks or forty percent of your budget. But what do you think? Um, as the guy who lost with Jalen Hurts in one league, um, you know, he, he was definitely the highest scorer that I had. And same with Glick's team. He was the highest scorer uh, for him. Um, sorry, that was a spoiler. Um, but uh, it is, 
yeah, I mean, kind of curious that he was on both both teams. Um, but I do want to just say I'm not going to tell you a number because right, um, I exact out amount, just, but... I, I, I trotted out Justin Fields last week in the guillotine league that I'm still alive in, so I need a quarterback as well. So I'm not going to – I probably won't bid anything less than nine ninety nine. <laughs> okay. I was just curious to get your thoughts because it's like – in both in both the guillotine leagues, I have either Jameis Winston or Kirk Cousins as my starting quarterback, and they're fine. But obviously, if Jalen Hurts is going to continue to put up 30, 40 points every week, like that's a guy you want in your fantasy team. So I'm just trying to decide: do I put in like a you know a three fifty four hundred dollar bid, just because like he is like a quarterback and a running back in one? I don't know. It's a lot to think about. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I've stressed myself out because that's overly dramatic, but I was just curious on your thoughts, but. All right, Josh said Craig Reynolds is a guy to add. Obviously, you know, Jamal Williams should be owned in all your leagues, but if somehow Jamal Williams was on the waiver wire, like if you have really short benches, definitely have to pick up Jamal Williams. Um, Otherwise, yeah, good luck with your waiver wire ads, and we'll talk about them more on Saturday morning. But, Josh, um, if that's all we got for the worthy waiver bit, uh, you have anything else, or should I just tell the people where to go, and then, um, you know, we'll get into the outro or the obituaries here? Uh I have nothing to add. Go Packers. All right. Also, also big to press on Sterling Shepard. He seemed to be a, a success story for the Achilles tear, and uh, we all saw him tear his ACL last night. Big depression. But anyways, the outro here, everyone, um, you can – don't forget about our Discord. Don't forget about leaving us voicemails. Um, you know, we the segment start times are down in the description below. We thank you, everyone, for listening. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm screwing up. I need to keep better notes at the bottom here. Thank you, Levi Oki. We'll be back Saturday morning at 8 a.m., um, um, but for now, we will get into Josh's obituaries. Um, two people died in the guillotine leagues this uh, this week, and it's a sad day. And, um, you know, it's it's okay to be sad sometimes. So without further ado, Josh, please, uh, Reverend, Reverend Father Joshua Mitchell, please read us these lovely obituaries. R.I.P. in peace, Alex Hurts Donuts. Glick, 9522-926-2022. With the combined efforts of David Montgomery, Daryl Henderson, Michael Thomas, and DJ Moore, we bid farewell to the kind soul known as Glick. Amassing a whopping 17.2 points amongst those four, um, they nearly outscored Jamal Williams, who was resting comfortably on Glick's bench. Jamal's 24.7 would have saved his head to insult us once more. But instead, he... If you're listening to this, I'm in hiding, but I feel the darkness looming. My name is Josh Mitchell. The end was forecasted on the eve of September 25th that this clock struck 6.24 p.m. with only a mere 11-point cushion between my neck and the blade. I knew my fate was sealed, and I made haste to a safe place. To look like a struggle, I trashed my home like a T-Rex had lived there before making a swift exit. It hurts leaving Ramondre the Giant behind... But like behind like this, but I will return. I must I must leave a code for you if you want to find me. As a Christian, I want to believe this breeze is God telling me which direction to go as I traverse these roads, hill after hill. I've taken a new name to throw them off my track. Further correspondence will be from my alias, Rashad Garrett Logan. I oh God, I need to go now. This ginger bearded man is looking at me like he's. Re- <laughs>